Well, I just want to start off by uh, saying a great big thank you to you uh, for all the support that you gave us, enabling us to be able to take this trip. Uh, many of you uh, gave money, donated money specifically for the trip, or you donated items that we were able to sell at the garage sale, or you helped out at the garage sale or other uh, uh, fundraising events that we did. Uh, many of you were praying for us uh, while we were gone. I'm sorry we weren't able to keep you more informed. Uh, they just didn't have power most of the time, and so you weren't able to access the Internet. And even when you did have power, didn't mean you, you had access to the Internet. So it was a real challenge uh, to try to get the word out. But thank you for your prayers. Uh, thank you for your support. If you just give on a regular basis to Cornerstone Church, you actually helped send us on this trip, and you helped... Uh, with the ministries that are going on there. So, uh, so a great big thank you to you for your support, uh, for this team and for this ministry. I'm also extremely thankful for this team, uh, for every member of the team. It's a, it was a great team. It is a great team. And, uh, God really worked powerfully through them just like He did, uh, last year's team. And, uh, I do want to mention a couple things, uh, to you while I'm thinking about it. Uh, the, this is not actually a flag behind us. This is actually just a cloth that has some of the colors of the Zambian flag in it. Uh, but we thought that was an appropriate backdrop for us today. And then, uh, this painting back here is actually, um, it's Africa with the, the big five. If you're familiar with the big five of Africa, the animals of, uh, the big five. But this was a gift. Uh, that came to us, was given to us by Edward and Barbara Monza and the ministries there in uh, Kitway. They, they donated, they gave this to us as a special gift, just thanking us for our ministry there. So this will go up in uh, at the Rosser campus uh, somewhere. So just thank you again for your support. Again, thank you for, uh, thank you to this team. We are missing one member of our team this morning. Miranda Berg couldn't be here. She had to work this morning, but she'll be there tonight um, at the Rosser campus when we give a fuller report of our trip there. But I just want to introduce everybody. This is my wife, Anita Barnett, who was able to go with us this year, and Kathy Langford, Frank Langford, our community group's pastor, Gary Falk, Jenny Coonfield, Brandon Clever, his brother went with us last year, Jake, and then Lexi Lucas and Shelby Ray Myers. So this was uh, uh, this year's team. I'm very, very proud of them, very thankful uh, to have been a part of this team. Actually, the uh, Shelby Ray, the two girls on the end, Shelby Ray and Lexi, were a part of the Trek 7 team. Uh, they were able to spend six weeks in country. Uh, they were with us last year on the short-term t- team. This year, we're able to go and stay uh, six weeks. And so uh, we're really excited uh, about that and excited to hear uh, what they're going to share. And so what we're going to do now is I'm going to kind of emcee this. Uh, we're going to go through and ask, hopefully we'll get everybody uh, a chance to uh, a- ask, answer a question. So I'm just going to go through and ask them different questions and they'll be able to share their experience uh, in Zambia with you. Um, again, we'll be sharing on a more fuller basis tonight if you want to come join us at, um, at the Rosser campus. But I want to start uh, with the Trek 7 girls. And uh, particularly with Lexi, who I know many of you uh, knew that she wasn't feeling real well through most of the trip. And you're probably wondering how she's feeling now. And so we want to give Lexi an opportunity to share, give you a little bit of update of how she's doing. And also just talk about her experience there um, in the six-week trip to Zambia. So Lexi, why don't you go ahead and start. Um, first of all, thank you all for praying for me. I just am really thankful to have a church body that really lifted me up. 
And I knew that you guys were all back here um, and that you just were here lifting me up in prayer. Um, and I really felt that, and I knew that the whole time, so thank you. Um, I'm still struggling with my health a little bit, um, but it was much worse while I was in Africa. Um, and it, it's not African-related at all. I didn't get it in Africa. It's nothing crazy from there. I had a vaccine injury and adverse reaction to a vaccine. Um, just been really struggling with that. Um, but it has so grown my faith, and it's been a really beautiful time with Jesus. Um, and having those quiet times at home on my sick days in Africa um, was a really sweet time to pray for the girls on my team um, and to lift them up and knowing they were on the field, um, really just sharing Jesus and having a wonderful time. And on the days that I was able to go out, I was really grown um, and God worked. And I love how his strength is just made perfect in my weakness. And I really realized that on this trip. Um, and the kids just would make me smile and they, they so blessed my heart and it was such a, a nice time and a, and a really peaceful time for me in my faith. Um, and I feel so grown and so at peace with it. Um, and even though I'm still struggling, I just feel your prayers and I'm really thankful for you, um, as a family and all my friends. Um, I'm really thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the two girls on the team with me, Shelby and Maddie, um, they were just so sweet the whole time, always taking care of me. And I'm also thankful for the team when they came. They were able to take me to the clinic, um, let me stay at their um, guest house for a little while and get some sleep. And I'm thankful for that time. And I'm thankful that Jesus is going to heal me. And I really believe that. And I'm thankful for your prayers and knowing that he's going to do that. So thank you. Amen. So, yes, we were just, uh, Lexi did a great job, and um, I think it was good timing, you know, for us to show up when we did, and um, we were able to get her some help, make sure she didn't have malaria, that was the concern. So, Shelby, um, you were part of Trek 7, you might tell us a little bit more about Maddie, because uh, Maddie was a part of your team, and then um, share about, you know, just being there for six weeks, how that compared to 10 days last year. And also, I know you were very involved with Global Fingerprints, which is a ministry that uh, sponsors kids there. So we'd love to hear more about Global Fingerprints. So why don't you share a little bit? All right. Well, obviously, Lexi and I knew each other before um, going on this trip. We were really good friends. Um, and we also had another teammate. We had never met her before. Um, we met her like two or three days before we actually left for Africa. Um, we had training in Minneapolis at the EFCA headquarters, um, just getting us ready for the trip. And we were able to meet her then. Um, and by God's grace, we all got along amazing. Um, she's like a sister to us. And it's been kind of a weird transition not having her here with us. But it's been really cool just to hear how God is working in even just in other parts of the country. Um, she lives in Chicago. Um, so just hearing her story and her background and how it all fit in perfectly with ours. Um, so obviously being in Zambia for six weeks is very different than my first trip of just 10 days. Um, I was able to experience the culture a lot more. We, will um, we were able to learn some of their native language. Um, it's called Bemba. So we were able to communicate a little bit with um, some of the kids in their native language and just be able to have that connection with the kids in a different way than we did last year. Um, we were able to experience just how laid back the culture was and how they're not so time-driven like we were and how they're just... Um, 
they're event driven and you just show up to church when you show up and there's no such thing as being late in Zambia. So that was a transition. Um, but it was, it was a good transition just to be able to let go and let God take, take the reins of my life and, um, just put me where I need to be when I need to be there. Um, and so one of the days, um, when we were in Zambia, Maddie and I were able to go into some of the homes of the kids in Global Fingerprints in Chipata, which is where the feeding center is. Um, you're able to see where these kids come from and how some of these kids hardly um, get one meal a day, much less the three nutritious meals that we see fit um, to be a healthy um, human being. So that was really hard just to see where they came from, but it was also really cool to see how they come from so little, but they're so joyful and they just, they have a joy about them that can only come from Jesus. So that was really cool. Um, if any of you are interested in sponsoring um, a child in Zambia, we have, there's six cards out on the table um, and it's $35 a month. Um, that $35 will help pay for school fees for um medical expenses for food for clothes and just the basic necessities that we need to live um so obviously um education is not free like it is in america so this 35 dollars will help pay for their education when some of these kids um would not get the opportunity to even go to school um, so it also pays for their uniform that they need for school. Um, so if any of you have any questions or want to sponsor a child, we'll be out in the um, missions table if you would like to. So thank you, guys. Yeah, so that's cool. I mean, because she just said there's six cards. That means uh, we had 15 before the first service, so that means nine cards were taken uh, by the first service. And uh, so we expect you guys to take the rest, okay? Um, we really do want to see these kids sponsored. Uh, it does make a big difference. I know you've heard about compassion in these ministries. I know they really do make a difference, but we can testify. We know these kids. It really does make a difference. Uh, last I heard, we had one kid still remaining for the boys' ranch. Maybe he got taken uh, in the first service. But, you know, it's like we got to get this boy sponsored. Um, so these kids are coming from the boys' ranch, from the orphanage, and from the feeding center. And uh, there's just a great, great need, and this is the real deal. So if you're willing to help, uh, please take one of those cards and sponsor uh, sponsor a child. I'm going to ask uh, Kathy Langford if she'll share next. This one was her first overseas trip like this, I believe, and just kind of her experience um, with just going on a mission trip like this. So. Okay. Yes, it was my first um, overseas mission trip. And I had all of the pre preconceived notions like a lot of people do about Africa. Mostly things that I'd seen on television or um, National Geographic or, you know, whatever missionaries have told me. But um, I kind of thought that we were going to go there and take God to Africa. Take him things. Take him, you know, show, show our wisdom. Teach him how to do things. But uh, guess what? God was already there. In fact, I think that God was more evident, even out in public, that he was in Africa than, he, than he's evident here in America. What, um, what I found to be most important is the relationships that we built there. Not what we could buy them. Not what we gave them. Not what we could teach them 
but the encouragement that we could give to them and that they gave to us. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a neat thing to realize. God's working all around the world, you know, and uh, we just got the glimpse of, you know, what he's doing there in Africa. And you realize, you know, the work that's going on in Africa, especially like Zambia, you know, it goes back, it dates back to the 1800s. Uh, one of the towns we were in was named Livingston, David Livingston, named after the missionary David Livingston. Uh, you're seeing the results of uh, missionary work going back to the 1800s and stuff. And yeah, we actually saw grave sites of uh, missionaries that had died there in the 1800s. So it's really amazing. I'm going to ask uh, Jenny to share a little bit too, because Jenny uh, was with us last year on our trip. And uh, I'd like to give her, for her to give her perspective on just, you know, last year compared to this year, uh, what she saw in terms of the ministry changes between then and now. So Jenny, you want to share? Yeah, so it was really neat to be able to go back a second year to see the people that we had met last year and to um, just be able to reconnect to them and feel like you had friends there already. That was really neat. Some of the just kind of visual changes from last year to this year, you saw the pictures in the video of the Church on the Rock. Last year was this temporary building with kind of uh, like hand-sawn wooden slats, holes in the roof. Um, and now this year they have a um, cement slab that's been poured and they have a big tent up, keep the rain out during rainy season. Um, they have actual chairs in there instead of all those skinny pews. Um, so just some improvements there. Um, at the boys' ranch, uh, the church has helped to supply a, a water pump so that they can irrigate fields. So in the place where there was just nothing, just grass, now that they, they have a bunch more gardens out there, they're able to bring water out there and grow um, crops. They have eggplant, carrots, corn, I think greens, other stuff, um, which provides the boys food, but it also they're able to sell um, some of those plants to to people in the community to generate some money for the ministry so that they can get the things that they need and continue continue ministering to to the people in Kitway there. Um, then at the orphanage, there's been some um, some improvements made there that uh, walls painted and some just little projects that have been done there that was neat to see. And just also seeing the kids, um, their growth from last year to this year, some of the little ones, it's amazing how much they can change in a year, you know. Um, and I just think most importantly is just seeing that they're being, um, they're being fed um, in their bodies so that they're able to stay healthy, they're getting medical treatment, but they're also being fed spiritually and they're being raised to know that God is their provider and that God is their salvation um, and so just, just that they have a hope in Jesus and a hope in eternity, even if they don't have the, the greatest, um, materially life right now, they have that hope in Jesus and that joy, like these guys mentioned before, that even though they don't have stuff, they have God and they have a joy in that. And so that was really neat to see. So one of our goals as a missions team has been to find a place where we could focus and then we wanted to be able to go back and go back again and continue to build relationships with the people we were ministering to. And this is evidence of that. Uh, four of us were there last year and we're back again uh, this year. And so we're able to build relationships with them and continue to uh, build relationships with them. We are seeing significant progress, like she's saying, especially like at the boys' ranch and the fields and how much uh, they've been able to develop those fields, and that's because we were able to help them uh, repair their water pump and, and actually get 
uh, water out into those fields. Uh, what's really neat, one of the things that's neat that I haven't had a chance to share much about is that uh, there's actually a sister church, an evangelical free church, that is beginning to partner with us in Kitway. Uh, they're actually sending a team next week into Kitway. They're in Casper, Wyoming, and they're actually a Cornerstone church as well. Their name is Cornerstone. Um, and so they're, they're going in and they have some expertise, uh, like, uh, a guy that's going that, uh, was in Uganda for a number of years and put in irrigation systems, uh, in Uganda. They have an electrical engineer going with them. Uh, they have an occupational therapist going with them and Anita's an occupational therapist. And so she was able to work some with special needs children. Now we've got another OT, you know, going in, uh, in just this next week to be able to do work. So it's just such a neat thing that we're actually partnering, uh, with with another church uh, doing this ministry uh, there. And so it's just exciting, again, to see how God is, is working and, and how he's worked from last year um, to this year. Um, Frank, I'm going to ask you to share a little bit just um, your perspectives on the ministry there. I know you had some things you wanted to share about that. Thank you, Clovis. Um, yeah, you know, one of my takeaways was the impact that this little church, the impact that these ministries are having there, uh, and a large part of that is because of you. Um, for example, the pregnancy center, it's called Silent Voices. Uh, to date, they have saved over 6,000 babies that would have otherwise been aborted, and that number's growing. And these are children that are going to grow up and have husbands and wives and godfully have children of their own. And you could just sense that kind of impact um, that just grows exponentially that way. And this is a result of a, a small church, a you know, church on the rocks, you know, maybe has 40 adults on a Sunday. And yet they're, they're, um, Edward and his wife Barbara and their small staff have their hands in all these ministries. And it's because people like you, I just want you to be encouraged that the impact you're having is um, is not only uh, miraculous on a on a human level, but as far as the kingdom and kingdom values, um, it's really indescribable. Uh, another mission um, that they have there is the feeding center, and on any given day, they're feeding oh I don't know 100 150 children. Uh, some of those are from the orphanage, uh, but most of those are just from that neighborhood, from that community. And uh, like Jen said, they're not only being fed um, food, but they're being fed the, the bread of life, and they're given hope. And, you know, for some of these uh, children, that's the only meal they're going to get that day. Uh, and for the families, the mother and father that are, are struggling, it's such a relief to them to know at least, you know, their children are going to be fed that day, even if uh, it means that they're going to starve for another day. Uh, so that's a very practical way that um, you're impacting uh, the country over there. Uh, there's the maternity home where these um, these mothers come in uh, that have been talked out of abortion, and they are discipled and they're trained up and they're taught how to be how to be moms, uh, how to care for their children, and um, most of these women that come through there have HIV and they have AIDS and uh, praise God, not a single child that's been born through that has had the HIV virus. And so God's uh, performing miracles. He's providing the medicine that is needed when these children are in the mom's womb to, uh, to uh, warth and install, uh, install this disease. Uh, then there's the orphanage. Um, 
these beautiful little children that don't have a mother or father, and we know God, and we know his heart, and we know how important adoption and uh, parenting is, and uh, we're seeing that happen. Uh, and one way to do that is already been mentioned, and that's that uh, you can sponsor. But even through your support, uh, just um, what you give to missions, uh, these children are being fed, these children are being clothed, these children are being loved on, and uh, they're going to be uh, released someday, and they're going to be parents themselves, and they're learning values that are just going to uh, help this community. Uh, there's also the um, Boys Ranch where Gary and I spent most of our time. Now, these are guys off the street. Uh, they, they range in age from 9 to 18. Uh, they're homeless. Most of these uh, boys don't have any parents. Uh, some of these boys, uh, despite their young age, are fathers. And um, they impregnated someone, and they are dealing with that. And they're being discipled. They're being loved on. They're being taught how to be... Um, productive members of society. They are learning to be dads, learning a career, learning how to be godly men, how to go out and impact their family, impact their work, impact their school. And um, so anyway, this is all just a snowballing effect that comes out of your hearts, comes out of uh, your desire to... um, to come alongside the missions team, to come alongside uh, this particular church uh, where we direct some of our resources. And I just want you to be encouraged and you to understand that um, God is using you. And it's through even a small church in Africa, through their weakness, his strength is being perfected. And he's using you to prove that. And so I just want to thank you. So Frank mentioned the feeding center, and uh, you saw it on the video. We're we're providing the funding right now to feed those children, so that 100 to 150 children uh, on a daily basis is being fed through Cornerstone. Cornerstone's providing the funds for that. But our goal, um, as you saw, with the crops and stuff that are being grown out at the boys' ranch, is to help them to continue to grow crops and continue to develop their businesses. They actually have some businesses that they're operating uh, such that they will be able to become self-sufficient. They won't need our help, but that's our, you know, so we're coming alongside trying to help them develop those things so that they can become, again, self-sufficient, and that's what uh, the church from Wyoming is going to be doing as well. Uh, one neat story, um, Kathy and Frank have sponsored Elijah, the boy at the bamboo gym that you saw was struggling a little bit. Uh, they sponsored him. Uh, he kind of got it in his mind that uh, he might be taking a trip as a result of their sponsorship. And so he announced to all the boys uh, that he was giving up his bed uh, because he would no longer need it. He was coming to the United States. So uh, we had to break it to him that that wasn't happening. But anyway, uh, he was a neat, neat little boy. Uh, Gary, you uh, had the opportunity to work at the boys' ranch, and you also had the opportunity to preach uh, at a sister church there. You want to share a little bit about your experiences? Yes. I want to say that... uh it was it was just such a blessing working with Frank at the uh, boys' ranch, and one of the things we we got there was they only had like two lights working in these two dormitories, and so because of Cornerstone, they have water now at at the ranch, and they have these two bathrooms, and so now they have water. But I went in there; there was no electricity. There was just wires hanging out of the walls and. And so we rewired it, and we have uh, lights in the bathroom now. 
And because of Cornerstone, they have lights and water in the bathroom. And, and that's something we should be, we should all be very proud of to, to be a part of that because your, your tithing is, is going towards, uh, making all that happen. And, uh, it was, it was just great to be a part of that. And, and just to, to see the excitement and the kids, you know, as we're, as we're doing that, as we're putting screens on the windows, and uh, then we painted the building, and uh, it no longer became a place where the kids were staying. It became their home, and and that was that was really touching. They 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 felt part of it now. And uh, the other thing was uh, when Clovis asked me to uh, preach, I was uh, I was a little you know what me you know. And but my my promise to myself is that I'll never say no to God. And so I said, sure. And, and I went to my room and, and I was a little freaked out at first because I got no computer. I've got no printer. And, you know, I got to come up with something here. And, uh, you know, so I got out my Bible and I'm reading and I'm praying. And, you know, I got these little pieces of paper and I'm writing down these notes. And Jenny and I went to this sister church and, uh, you know, I, I, I preached and I gave my testimony and we had to leave a little bit early. And the next day, uh, Alfred, uh, my translator, he came up to me at the boys' ranch and said, after you left, six people accepted Jesus Christ because of your testimony and your teaching. And I'm like, get out of here. You know, I couldn't believe it. I, I had, yeah, praise the Lord. I had no idea that the Lord was, was doing that, you know. I'm just, I'm just trying to get through this and kind of trying to stumble through it. And, and here the Lord is, the Holy Spirit's working in these hearts of people. And, and uh, they gave their life to Christ. And it's just a wonderful blessing and a wonderful trip. And I would just encourage uh, anybody that's thinking about doing a mission trip, uh, you know, just say yes. And, you know, I promise you, you'll be blessed. Every, every one of us here has been blessed so much just by stepping out and serving God. Thank you. Amen. Well, I was thrilled to be able to have my wife, Anita, with us on this trip. Uh, she was able to work at the feeding center with the teaching that we were doing there and then at the orphanage, but especially uh, work with the, the special needs child there at the orphanage, Pasco, um, and then with other um, with other children there. So, I'm going to allow her to share a little bit about her experiences there working with the children and especially with Pasco. Well, it was my privilege to go on this trip to Africa. Um, a few years ago, I would have said Africa was not on my short list of places to go on a mission trip. Although Clovis had been a number of times, my daughter has been, um, and God had just really been working on my heart. And uh, over this past year, especially since the team came back last year, and then um, last fall when Barbara Mwanza stayed with us for a week and just getting to know her and getting to know the ministry more and more, God just really removed some obstacles that I thought were big reasons for me not to go and really laid it on my heart to go on this trip. And so um, personally, it was just, it was a challenge. Um, physically, it's a very demanding trip. Uh, the travel and just everything there, but I just saw God really going before me, and so I just felt really blessed that I could be a part of this. Um, as an occupational therapist, I've specialized in working with uh, 
children for a number of years. And so when I heard last year that there was a special needs child, I was very much wanting to see if there were some things we could do to increase his quality of life. And so I met little Pasco right off the bat and, um, he is six years old and he has cerebral palsy. And for some reason they really didn't know exactly what his diagnosis was before. I think they had heard it, but, um, but anyway, we, we talked through what that meant. Um, and he's a quadriplegic. He also does not have head control. So you can imagine his quality of life in a place like this, where there is very limited services, is limited to most of the time he lays on a mat uh, at the orphanage. And uh, the kids just love on him. The staff loves on him. But he has a lot of respiratory infections. And it's just kind of tough. So Barbara had really wanted me to meet his physical therapist, because he did go some for therapy. So um, a group of us went with Pasco. We were quite an entourage with him to um, a clinic appointment where there was a neurologist and a physical therapist. And it was so amazing to be at that clinic appointment. It was in a Catholic church in a gym. And there were just some rugs on the floor. And um, we got there early, but then more and more moms came in. And each one would have their special needs child, typical African style, strapped to their back um, and come in. And some of these kids went up to as old as one boy looked like probably 10 or 12 years old. And yet these moms, it was just such a beautiful spirit there of these moms talking with each other. They know each other uh, and the encouragement they can be to each other. That's the world over that's so important in a child's life. And then they were doing exercises on their kids, many of them, and um, just having a chance then to meet the physical therapist. And it was really cool. She wanted to talk more. And unfortunately, this was close to the time we were going to leave. So future trips, that will be, um, hopefully we can build on that relationship. But um, we were able to, in that uh, meeting, as well as then the next day, uh, visit to a place that could he could potentially be a part of now a special education class. And so just the fact that he could maybe get, uh, we could help him with his seating needs and be upright and just increasing his quality of life was really exciting to me personally. And again, to just see how they make do with so little uh, in a country like this is um, just so rewarding to me as just a person and as a therapist. Um, Another area that we were able to be a part of was um, just really bringing in supplies. Barbara and I had been in contact since last uh, fall when she was here about some things that we could do to help uh, reinforce things they were already doing in ministry. And so we had been emailing about supplies they could use and things and then also did some shopping when we were in country. And that was because of of you all and your generosity in raising additional funds above and beyond. And so we were able to use those funds to take additional things. We had about four or five extra suitcases of materials that we took in that were definitely things that they could use. Um, and, and one of those things was some of you are involved in the, the slipper sewing ministry. And I so appreciate what you're doing because those hygiene items that we were able to bring and leave for them for the women were so huge, huge. Uh, we just don't realize in another country um, what is and is not available. And so again, those things that can just help encourage them in country, the chalkboards, the crayons, the hygiene items, you know, after we are gone, uh, it's tangible reminders that they are not forgotten. 
that people across the world care about them. Their, their brothers and sisters in Christ really love them and care about them. So that was a privilege to be messengers with those things. And then just at the feeding center, be able to, um, share the love of God with them. Um, their teacher, Elizabeth, you saw her singing in the red skirt. Um, she is just incredible. She has such a wonderful spirit, loves the Lord. Um, and she just has such a joy about her. They do so much with so little. And she was really excited about the materials that we brought and, um, just being able to encourage her as a teacher that we care about her. Uh, one of the things we brought also was, um, Bible story cards that were large cards that had a picture on one side and the lesson written on the other side. And because they know English, that was a really easy thing to be able to share with them. And those actually were materials from um, our old church in Texas. I knew they weren't using those materials anymore. And so they were so excited to donate those and we had them laminated and those were going to be able to be used in four of their ministries with children. Um, when before, like when the girls were doing Sunday school, when they first got there, they kind of didn't have any materials. And, uh, so it was just nice to have some visuals to be able to share with them and that they can use as needed in future weeks. So, you know, as we shared, um, Bible stories, as we, as we shared the gospel with these kids, um, it just reminds us that, um, this life is so short and to be able to talk about how much God loves them and how he is preparing a very, very special place in heaven for each and every one of them if they choose to put their faith and trust in Jesus is such a high privilege to share that with um, children, with adults, anywhere we go. And to know that many of these children um, are HIV positive, their lives are going to be tough, and many of them will will not have long lives. And yet, um, as believers, we have that hope that this life is so short, but to spend eternity with God is a high privilege to share that wherever we go. So the uh, physical therapist told us that, uh, that as far as she knew, there was not an occupational therapist in the whole country of Zambia. Um, so at least we have one there and we have another one coming. Um, so we're grateful uh, to be able to do that. Brandon, last but not least, um, we look forward to hearing what you have to share following in the footsteps of your brother, uh, which he doesn't really like to be reminded of. Um, share with us your experiences uh, in Zambia. Yeah, so this is my... Hello? (laughs) Sorry. Um, So this is my first mission trip um, ever, pretty much, and I've never been to a place like Zambia before. Um, I've been to a few other international areas, but Zambia was just a very different place. Um, But I was also amazed by how similar it was. Um, People are people everywhere. Um, They have emotions, they have feelings, they have desires and wants, and struggle with similar things spiritually and things like that. Um, uh, so yeah, Zambia was, was a beautiful place. And like kind of Shelby mentioned, um, time, the, the clock isn't usually used all that much. Um, but that kind of also facilitated, um, a lot of love in Zambia because people weren't always focused on what were, they were doing. They weren't always focused on their schedule or their to-do list. Um, but they really made it a point to love people and they made it a point to, to be with people. And, um, I noticed kind of the society, um, f- kind of focused more on, on who they were with more than who they, uh, more than what they were doing. I noticed that like in pastor Edward, um, 
So Pastor Edward, he's the big pastor of the Church on the Rock. He runs all the ministries. Um, I mean, and we're sure he's a very busy man. But he made time to, he, he took the time out of his day to, to spend time with the kids at the feeding center and loving them. I mean, I mean, I saw him playing jump rope in his, like, nice suit and tie and his slacks. And I thought that was pretty amazing, you know I mean? He definitely has a lot of dirty clothes that are pretty nice. But he, he's, he loved the kids so much, and he spent time with them. Um, just held them, and I mean, you saw a picture of him holding Pasco at the orphanage, and we were at the boys' ranch, um, and he was just there painting, painting with us, painting the house blue with us, um, and I thought that was really special because he put, put himself down on our level, and I thought that was um, how God treats us too, and I thought that was a very beautiful example of God's love, and I mean, Pastor Edwards is one of the many examples of of how they all with the, they're all there for each other, they're all with each other, and they all really care for each other. And uh, I was just very challenged to to put people as a higher priority than my schedule. And that's a hard thing to do, especially in America. But, um, I mean, love for the people takes away love for the world. And love for people really, really makes a huge difference in the society. So I thought Pastor Edward is a good example to share of what what Zambia as a whole was like. And um, so that's what I really learned and what it took away. Amen. Amen. And now mentioning Pastor Edward, I'm excited to be able to announce that on uh, September 27th here in Prescott at Cornerstone, we'll have Edward and Barbara here in our service, and uh, Edward will be preaching. So we look forward to seeing them here uh, in September. Um, Just again, want to encourage you to come tonight. Uh, We're going to be sharing a meal, a Zambian meal. It'll be a real Zambian meal, so I just want to prepare you for that. Uh, But we would love for you to come and join us. If you haven't signed up for that, you can do that out at the uh, missions table. Uh, We won't be using utensils, so again, just be prepared. It's the real deal. You got a little bit of a glimpse of it uh, in the video. Um, It'll be a great night. Uh, We'll be able, we just, just touched you know, just the tip of the iceberg with what we've shared. So we encourage you to come, get a little literal taste of Zambia, and uh, hear more about our stories. With that, I'm going to pray, and we just want to thank you again for supporting us um, on this trip. Lord, just thanks for your goodness. Thanks for giving us the privilege of being able to be a part of this. Uh, thank you for Cornerstone Church and its heart for missions. It's a desire to reach people and impact people the way uh, you are through our church. And we just give you uh, praise and glory for that. Lord, we thank you for Edward and Barbara, for their heart for you, for the ministries that are going on in Kitway, and that we were just able to come alongside them and hopefully encourage them. And actually, we learned a whole lot more from them than I'm sure they learned anything from us. And so we're just so grateful that we got to be a part of that. We are so privileged, Lord, um, to be a part of your family and to be a part of what you're doing, not just here in Prescott, but around the world. And uh, we just got a glimpse of it uh, by being in Zambia. So thank you, God. Thank you for your goodness. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the audio from Cornerstone Church in Prescott, Arizona. For more information, visit us online at www.prescottcornerstone.com.